I wonder what my sounds of understanding and like being inspired by what you're saying sound like over the mic. I'm like, ugh, ooh, ugh. <laughs> Maybe that's how you manifest. You just make sounds. You just make sounds. Welcome to Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. I'm Maury Fontanez, intuition and purpose coach. And I'm Melissa Grushka, and I manifested this podcast. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about manifestation. Bean, are you ready? Always. Let's go. Bean, what's up? Nothing. What's up, buddy? What's up? How's your week what's been? What's hanging? How's it hanging? My week's been great. My my first baby turned 12. Oh, like I a big know. girl. Oh, my God. She's a big girl. What did you do to celebrate? You know, the usual, some decor, some... Uh, some dinner. Oh, I ordered milk bar, the milk bar birthday cake. Oh, you ever had that? With yeah. Those little she love it? it? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I don't know. I have to say, I felt like she was underwhelmed considering. Yeah. Cause you ordered the cake for yourself. I mean, I just thought it was celebratory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So get with fine. it. All right. I'm with it. Well, that's nice. I'm glad that she had a good birthday. I can't believe she's 12. Damn. I know. What, I know. um, anything silly, cringy happened for you this week? Uh, it wasn't particularly, outwardly cringy it was like a personal cringe moment i'd have to say <laughs> okay. i am now i'm not curious if you know this actually it's one oh. of those things that you learn as an adult and you're like holy shit i've gone my entire life and i didn't realize that oh i love these I'll, wait i'll tell Hit you me. first really quick i'll tell you an old one that's a running joke in my family and then i'll tell you my current one i didn't know until i was like i'd say in my early 20s that lambs were baby sheep i thought they were like cousins like animal cousins <laughs> wait <laughs> Lambs are baby sheep? No fucking way. You, <laughs> no are? fucking way. No, I thought lambs were a whole other species of animal. Oh my god, oh you're my just god. as stupid as I'm I am. Just as dumb as you. But oh, you would god. double double the amount of your life. Well, then maybe you won't know my personal cringe moment. Oh, maybe it's going to become my personal cringe moment. I saw it on like a meme on Instagram or something, and it was like I was something years old when I learned that Picasso died in like the 1970s oh i did know that I know. <sighs> come on i literally thought he was like from biblical times no. or i just didn't <laughs> i just didn't even really think no, about it i get that you know why let me tell you why that happens because you tell learn me. about him right after you learn about like van gogh right and the other classics and so you just put him in a category of like you know 1700s and not yeah legit right like now. he died like a few years before like my sister was born crazy right I mean, yeah bananas mind-blowing that happens when you think about like when you think about like old Hollywood actors and actresses and then you realize they died in like the 70s and 80s. Like, uh, oh, my God. Who am I thinking? God, why can't? What's her name? I don't name? know. You know, um, the one. Judy Garland. Yes. Is that who you were thinking? Th that is who I was thinking. Were you really? I fucking Absolutely. mind read you just there. Yeah, you did. I just mind read you. Yeah, I can you see did. it in your eyes. Speaking of. I don't speaking know. Of. This isn't speaking of. But Nashville. <laughs> is oh, my in. gosh. How many We're days? going to Nashville next week. And I'm, I literally, I'm living, I live for it. Like I my live whole for mind, it. I live for it's it. It's all I think about. It's all I think about. Like every moment of every day there is going to be absolute I can't bliss. even. We are start trying to decide right now if we're going to record this podcast live and in living color together. And we're in unsure color. of, of dun, the debauchery dun, 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 dun. and whether we can make this happen. I think we can make it happen. And in fact, I just ordered a faux suede fringe skirt yesterday oh. on Amazon. So I think I might wear that to get in the mood for our podcast. You are going to come. You're not messing around. 
I went blonde yesterday. Yeah, she's got her blonde Nashville hair. She's got her fringe skirt. All right, well, we'll post pictures uh, if nothing else, but. I feel like you should change your hair color too for the trip. Do you think I should go blonde for the trip? Yeah. Do you remember those pictures of me? My cringe moment is not from recently. It's from when I went blonde. (gasps) When was that? In college. In college. I can see it. It's curly. I had blonde curly hair. Right. And one time, and then I started like coloring it myself, I guess. And it was starting to turn like more and more yellow, orange. And uh, one time I remember I was interning at my mom's like office one summer. Sounds fun. And some lady who's her friend came to me and was like, do you really want your skin color and your hair color to match? (gasps) Is that that rude? It's a little rude. It's very rude. Especially when you're in your like 40s and you're talking to a 20 year old. I feel like you just realized it was rude too. You were like telling the story casually and then your face shifted. No, I was mad that day. I was like, this woman can suck it. But also she wasn't wrong. It was, she was doing a public service. (laughs) Doesn't mean you can't be mad about it. No. All right. Enough bullshit. Bean, we're talking about manifestation today. How do you feel about this episode at this topic? I feel honestly super duper excited because I can't really wrap my head around it. And I'm Mm. like, but I'm super excited to try to wrap my head around it. And I'm super excited to hear like what you're going to say. Okay. Mm. Uh, I honestly probably would have ended up talking to you about this in Nashville, even if we didn't have this episode because it's, it's getting popular. It is very popular. Yeah. And I have like, I feel things about it, but I don't know what I feel. Okay, let's get into it then. How about I tell you a little bit about the history of how we even got Love to it. this place of talking Please about do. manifestation. Okay, to your point, it is very trendy right now to talk about manifestation. So right and now. it really shot up around COVID times, obviously, because, yes, people are feeling hopeless and, and, and really feeling a lack of control. And the entire concept of manifestation is obviously that you are... Uh, creating your reality with your thoughts. And so people really started to focus on this in COVID, which is why it's trendy right now. In fact, I read somewhere, there have been 8.1 billion views of manifestation content on TikTok. That is how popular it is. And TikTok is really popularizing it right now because they're giving, people are sharing content about how you can manifest and then people are trying it and then bringing their stories. So they are. I want to hear those stories. That's what I want to hear. It's definitely trending. Okay. But where did it come from? So manifestation, which is the idea that you create your reality through your thoughts, uh, is based on the law of attraction. Do you know the law of attraction? Not really. Like that you attract whatever energy you're putting out there. Is that basically? Yeah. So it's an ancient you know, wisdom that is really focused on the idea that the universe is going to make whatever dream you have come true or bring to you if you think positively enough. Um, It really started to take form in the 19th century uh, during the New Thought Movement, it's called, when philosophers like Ralph Waldo Emerson started talking about it. But I also think, interestingly, evangelical preachers also very much focused oh, no. on the law <laughs> the law of attraction I um, oh law of attraction i, I thought we were saying law of attraction okay. Okay. so in the 19th century think about this in the 1800s they're starting to really think about other ways of looking at spirituality and this idea that we create our reality is really being interested introduced by philosophers like ralph waldo emerson so then fast forward from the 19th century to 2006 Ooh, that was a fast one. We got there. Yeah. 
Can you guess in 2006 what would have popularized the law of attraction? 2006, which is shortly after I met you. It was yeah. probably it was our, 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 our meeting. Yeah. Our meeting came sure. to be and they were like, whoa, laws <laughs> of attraction. <laughs> the universe. Wait, 2006? Hmm. Is this like an obvious answer? Like lambs yeah. or baby sheep? No. It's oh. even more obvious. <gasps> A president? No, that wasn't a president year, was it? Nope. The book, The Secret, oh, the comes secret. out. The Secret, The Secret, The Secret, yes. Did you read The Secret? Did you read The Secret? I did read The Secret. Everyone I didn't. Read. Really? No, I never read it. Oprah, I do everything Oprah tells me to do. I'm not going to lie to you right now. <laughs> I, Oprah I told me to do it. I thoroughly support that, though. I right? might read it after this now. Well, let's talk about it. Maybe you, maybe okay. you shouldn't. Maybe I um, won't. So it's actually The Secret is a documentary by Rhonda Byrne. Right. And she then turned it into a best, best, best selling novel. Right. And that the I secret focuses on these ancient secret, this ancient secret that they didn't want you to have is the way that they put it. Like this, you know, the people who are guarding this secret are the <gasps> ones who use it to be, you know, accumulate <gasps> wealth and power. And now <gasps> I want to, Rhonda's going to bring this secret Ooh. and democratize the secret. Whoa, so it really Rhonda. was, that's why it's called I The Secret. In. Lots I of marketing in. around it, right? It works. It's working. It's it working. Works. It might be 20 years later, but it's working for me. Right. So the idea is that uh, for centuries and centuries, people have known this secret and that people you look at who have, like I said, accumulated power or wealth or success have done it by understanding this thing that you don't understand, which is basically the law of attraction. And so- this is the thing about The Secret, the book. There is yes. a lot wrong with it. And so I think that when we think about manifestation, if we think about it in terms of this book, The Secret, uh, it starts to become slightly problematic. Did you feel that way after you read it or were you like mind blown? No, I wasn't mind blown, but there were things about it that I thought, okay, this is a little odd. I think now as I'm older, I think I read it in my 20s, as I'm older and I've really been just to prepare for even this podcast, I went back and looked at some of the criticism. There's a yeah. podcast we both listened to, um, If Books Could Kill, did an episode on The Secret. So I listened to that too. They were pretty harsh in an adorable way. Well, here's the thing. Okay. I think it's problematic in lots of ways, but I think that my problem with criticism of manifestation, law of attraction, is if you want to be cynical, you're going to be cynical. If and then you're going to attract cynical energy. <laughs> exactly. Right? But if you, I mean, I think if you, if you are the kind of person who needs to tangibly see evidence for something in order to believe in it, then this isn't going to necessarily jive with you. There's no scientific proof, which we'll get to in a minute, that the law of attraction works. There's no science, but there's also no science for a lot of the things that people have faith in. There's no science for spirituality in lots of totally. ways. Totally. I was so I, religion. Right. So as someone who teaches intuition, there's really no science for intuition. Yeah. And so I say, if you're going to be cynical, then you're going to be cynical and, and you're not going to be able to really absorb the key messages. The reason that Rhonda really, I think, worked against herself is that she did include some problematic things in this book that I keep saying. For example, the biggest one is this woman who says that she cured her cancer through thinking positively about cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, obviously, that can get a little dicey. It sure does. Although I do believe in the power of positive thinking in terms of your health. 
I'm not yeah. saying it's full, it's all or nothing. Right. But like right. even recently, I just had my surgery on my foot and my surgeon said to me before surgery, you need to visualize this going really well. And I was like, that's, that's interesting coming from like a top surgeon. To Why do that. you think they said that? Because of your, I think your mentality really does affect a lot of things that happen in life. 100%. And I really, really, truly worked on visualizing it going well. And yeah. it did go well. Yeah. I think the problem with the way it's stated in the book is that that's the be all end all almost. Like that right. is the way that you can cure yourself rather than it being a part of a bigger picture. Um, the other part I had an even bigger problem with, believe it or not, is the idea of poverty and poverty mindset. Oh, yes. They've talked about that briefly in the podcast. Yeah. Do you remember what they said? <sighs> that they but that they feel like that is the cause of poverty is that they assume I'm not having any money. I can't have any money. So as a result, they attract having no money, which right. is kind of bullshit. They right. were even making a joke like, I guess all these heirs to all billions were uh, attracting the, the right energy. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the idea in the book is that if you believe you can attract money, you will. If you believe that you can't, then you won't. And so that's how they describe poverty. What that leaves out are all of these centuries old systemic systems of oppression right. that right. have blocked people from poverty based on their identity um, and just the idea of class over you know thousands of years and the way that we use labor to become wealthy while other people have to work for nothing. Yeah. Um, that's not really considered. I will say when <laughs> I tried to think about this, in the terms of what I do, particularly around this poverty issue, I think that the one tiny point that I understand from it is that those people who are accumulating wealth and success believe it is due to them. And therefore, they embody this way oh, of oh. walking through the world right. that makes them almost walk into opportunity with more of a sense of yeah, it's mine. Entitlement Strength. almost. Yeah. Oh, and I, that I wasn't seeing it as entitlement, but you're right, I guess. I was thinking more of like a strength and a confidence that yeah. then can attract greater things or right. more opportunity rather. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. I think that when you believe it's due to you, you then feel entitled to it, which means there's no blocks in your mind that it shouldn't happen for you. Right. And then if there's no blocks I in your mind that. that it shouldn't happen for you, it does come to you. It is Those opportunities are magnetized to you easier. I do believe that. I don't believe that then solves for poverty. I don't think that means that people who are poor can just think about money and it's their fault that they don't think about money and doesn't show up. That's where it- I mean, obviously. Yeah. That's where it gets <laughs> gross. I, I'm glad that we need to uh, say that. that. We're, uh, explaining this. Well, we're yeah. talking about the secret, so it's, we have right. to- so anyway, The Secret comes out. Oprah brings Rhonda on her show. Oh, Anytime oh. Oprah tells us to do things, we do them. So she becomes obviously a best-selling author. The Secret just proliferates everywhere. Um, and people start talking about manifestation back in 2006. Um, I don't remember it really that much. I remember the idea around it, but I don't remember tons of combos about manifestation like I do now. Yeah. I also probably was paying way less attention and there was no internet. Yes. I mean, like social media. There was internet. Once again, let me remind I mean, you that we didn't grow there up no, in this. There were age. no cars or televisions. <laughs> Melissa narrates like our age in such a weird <laughs> dystopian way. 
Like I see that primarily I see a lot of manifestation commentary and conversation on Instagram. Which yeah, you have more access exist. to it now. Correct. Exactly. That's it. That's but I it meant. was a big deal God because Oprah it. told us it was a big deal and we started to think about yes. it. I do remember yes, thinking Oprah. about it. I think I remember when I read it. I grew up in a very spiritual family in that my grandmother um, was very spiritual and was very magical. I mean, she genuinely would pray for things and I would watch them come what? to fruition. Oh, yeah. All oh, the time. I didn't know that. I grew up yeah. very not spiritually. My best, like memory of this is that my parents had gotten separated. We moved to Maryland when I was young and they had been separated for, I don't know, three years. And my dad is very stubborn. So like he would call and my mom would answer and he'd be like, put put Maury on the phone. He wouldn't want to talk to her at all. And Mm -hmm. my grandmother, very traditional and wanting my mom to be with, you know, her husband or ex-husband came to visit us from Iran. It was her first time in the U.S. And she was like, I am going to pray every day for 30 days. I'm going to fast. And then at the end of my fast, I'm going to pray every day for 30 days. I kid you not, Bean, I was standing there on the 30th day. She's praying. The phone rings. I answer it. My dad's like, hey, can I talk to your mom? Wait, how long did she fast for? Side note. How long did she fast for? Daytime. So they like in Muslim religion, you fast sun up to sundown. She was doing it because she believed that you almost have to put a sacrifice forward. If you're oh, going to wow. pray with all your heart and soul to make something happen. And then the sun went down and she like dug into a bag sun of Doritos. Sun went down and she would go hard. No. <laughs> and anyway, she was praying. I kid you not. My dad called. He's like, let me talk wow. to your mom. And yeah. he talks to my mom and he's like, I want you to come visit me. And I want us to think about trying again. I am not kidding Squeeze? you. Squeeze? Yeah. I was devastated. What? I was like, no, 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 you're not. Why? <laughs> Don't you dare fly to Michigan, mom. Did she go? She didn't go because I lost my shit. <gasps> I can't believe at such a young age you had the mental awareness to know it wasn't good for her. Yes. It was bad for her. Yeah, but for kids, all they want is for their parents to be together. No, I did not want that. Um, Um, I see that. Anyway, back to manifestation. So my point is that I grew up with a grandmother who was like, just really focus on your thoughts, focus on putting out there what you want. You know, she would say, God, I say the universe is going to meet you at where you want And so when I read The Secret, I think it didn't blow my mind because I was like, oh, my grandmother could have written this book probably less problematically. But, you know, I grew up with the same mentality. Now, fast forward to today. It becomes obviously a trend now because we're in we were in COVID times. People are feeling out of control. People are feeling like they need some sense of being able to control their reality. And so manifestation becomes a thing. Now, manifestation is talked about in a lot of different ways, and you can do it in a lot of different ways. Vision boarding, journaling, meditating. There's one technique that's popular on um, TikTok, the 369 manifestation, where you write your affirmation three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, and nine times before bed. Oh, I have heard of that. Is it your affirmation of what you want to happen? Yeah. So like, I will become a best-selling author. I will become a best-selling author. I will become a best-selling author. Are there parameters? Like if I was like, I will have blue eyes, like are there parameters around what you can attempt to manifest and not manifest? Like I will grow a foot by the end of the year (laughs) instead of shrinking. That's a good question. I mean, I think that's where the secret gets into some areas that people can pick apart, which is that you, it's this idea of like, I will shrink my cancer. Um, right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's about manifesting. It is about manifesting tangible things, but I think they have to be, I guess, Within in the realm reason. of possibility. 
Yeah. But then that goes to your limiting beliefs tell you what's in the realm totally. of possibility or not. Right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Try manifesting blue eyes for 30 days and we'll mm. give everyone I don't an want update. blue eyes. I'm very happy with my hazel. I was just curious. Well, I don't know. I don't know about the parameters, but I do know that um, it is about visualizing the, the reality, the dream life. It's more about kind of your life and the experiences of your life that you want. Another te- technique is the 55-5 technique, which is writing your affirmations 55 times a day per day for five days. So it's, again, a repetitive process. 55? That's exhausting. I know. I'm too tired to manifest that shit. (laughs) What's something that you would want to manifest that you would spend that much time on writing? I feel like, was it last week? One week we like went really dark. We're like, we're going to keep it light. And we went super dark. And I'm really trying to avoid doing that again. But I have to say, if I could manifest anything right now, I would like to manifest my financial independence. I love that. I feel like I should preface that with, I've been taking care of my whole, and I know I'm super privileged and lucky and I know it, but my parents took care of me my entire life until probably, I mean, I worked also, I I met you at work and I was bringing in an income, but it wasn't, um, I wasn't able to sustain my lifestyle without the support of my parents. And then I jumped ship and met my husband and he sort of supported me a lot financially and my lifestyle financially for a long time. And I, for a while, it it really didn't phase me. And then like, I don't know, I think I just recently woke up and was like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, I just want to fully be able to be independent in any way. This isn't like, I'm, I need to leave my husband. So I need to be independent. It's like, I just want to know I can be a badass bitch on my own. You know what I mean? Because I know I have it in me, but I don't know how to get there. Yeah. So I would love to try to manifest that. I love that. That's a very good – I mean, it it does really speak to the way I think about manifestation, right? Like, I believe we are all consciousness. We exist because we realize we exist. Does that make sense? We have consciousness, which right? allows us to be. And so because we are consciousness, we have the in- ability to influence and create our reality. We are creators. This is what I always say to my clients. We create. We create our realities by really emitting the frequency of the life that we want, the things we want, and attracting like frequency to us. So that's where I guess the law of attraction makes sense, right? Like attracts like. Dislike I, attracts can dislike. Can I immediately jump in and be critical? Is that kosher? Yeah. I immediately am thinking like you, you have to know there's always people in your life who you're like, oh my gosh, that, that person is so wonderful and so kind and lovely, but like cannot catch a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, that person puts out the best vibes, the best energy, like really good human being solid to the core, but like shit after shit keeps getting flung their way. Yeah. I don't know. Like, are they not, are they not putting out good energy? I don't think it's about good energy. I mean, first of all, I will say shit happens in this life that is traumatic and devastating. Unexplainable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is a bigger spiritual conversation that – Right. I mean, I'll say here, which is that every experience we have allows our soul to expand, good and bad. I'll say that much. We could spend an hour on why and how and it's not fair. And I agree. There's things that are, again, (sighs) tragic and devastating that – even as someone who's highly spiritual, it takes my brain and my soul some time to 
to even digest some of the shit I see when I turn on the TV. I'm not right. saying it's happening because people deserve it whatsoever. Not deserve it. I wasn't saying deserve it. I was saying, are they putting out a level of energy in these terms? Are they putting out a level of energy that is then attracting all of this negative, these negative situations into their lives? They are putting out, from my perspective, I'm just going to be really real, limiting belief systems, and they are then attracting limitation. I get asked this question a lot, like, how is your work of getting people aligned with their intuition not privilege, not work of privilege? This is a very similar conversation, right, is in situations of systemic oppression, right, where for generations, things have not been possible because people have been oppressed, Right. This can still come into play in this form, which is the reality is the oppression has happened to me. That is the reality. And with that reality, now, what do I want to make possible? And can I begin to see myself as worthy of and in a position to live the life I want because I know I deserve it? Oppression like regardless tells Regardless of the oppression that is truly happening truly happening. Oppression right. tells you you don't deserve it. This says to you, fuck that. I right. am going to work on being in a consciousness that yes. says I do hold value as a human being and I do deserve it. That's the way I look at manifestation, which is why I think we said last episode, I focus so much of my work on the limiting belief systems that people right. hold because I believe that's how you create your reality when you are unhappy with your reality. It's created from a place of limitation in your mind and in your energy. In terms of my financial independence, I, I've gone through life, even though I'm like very confident and I, when I do work, I think I do a great job. I've always had this mindset though, like I'm never going to bring in an amount that I'm looking for. There you I, go. I'm not capable of bringing in the there amount that I'm looking for to sustain my lifestyle. Yes. There we go. Perfect. That's a Thank limited you. belief system. Thank it's you. true I did though. It. That I is did it. it. Rich. Thanks. You're rich. No, but that that's what I mean. When you're asking about people yeah. who are in situations where it's like, God, they're such good people. This has nothing to do with being a good person. This has nothing to do with emitting good vibes. This has to oh. do with believing it's possible. Oh, I see. I see. That's how I, see. I look at manifestation, believing that it is possible and, and, and really existing as though it's real, existing as if is the way I tell my clients. So you saw me navigate my way across the country from the East Coast to California with two kids who are not little, left my family. I mean, that was a massive change we just underwent. And totally. there were so many obstacles, so many obstacles, not to mention the fact that their father, my ex-husband, was not going to let them leave, right? So there was a lot of actual legal obstacles. It was like, it was looking like it was not happening. And when I tell you, I just saw us here. I just, I felt it. I knew that it was, I knew that it was real. I don't know how else to explain it. And so when I say existing as if, I would talk about living in California. I would look at homes in California. I would start to wrap my head around. I would start building more clients out in California. Did you, were you doing that for manifestation purposes or like that's just kind of how the, your life sort of started moving along? I think I live by these principles so naturally, again, because of my upbringing with my grandmother. I never put a label on it like manifestation. But as I hear people talk about manifestation, as I, in my career, heard it and then started actually coaching in a very spiritual way, I realized, oh, I do this manifestation very practically. 
all the time every day. Now that you say it, that's sort of like why I've always been so like, in, I'm always like, if Maury wants something to happen, she makes it happen. Like that, yes. I've always said that about you. Always. Yeah. Like if you want it, you will find a path. If it's not the path you thought, you'll like dig some other path to get there. You're just manifesting it all. How do I do it? I want to do it. You know what? Is this podcast your manifestation? Yes, maybe. Yes. So it yes. was a joke when we did the intro. It was kind of a joke because I'm just doing jokes. But I have, I feel like this year alone, I'm really open to like, you know what? Like, just do anything. Just do whatever. Stop telling yourself that this isn't for you and that's not for you and that's not going to fit with your schedule and that doesn't work because of this and that. Like, just do it. So when you asked me, I was like, yep. I didn't even, I don't even think I flinched. You were like, do you want to do this? It was like, do you want to do karate in the garage? I was like, yep. <laughs> More right? room for activities. I didn't even flinch. I was just like, I okay. remember a conversation a year and a half ago when you were like, Bean, I want my financial independence. I need to think about a job. And we were talking and I asked you, what is something you want more than anything? And you said, I want to just work with you. And I'm not saying that right now this is a job, but I am saying you had such a strong desire to go back to a space where you and I were co-creating together a year and a half ago. I feel like I've known forever that you and I were going to somehow reconnect. I don't know if that's manifesting or I just sensed it. Like I always knew you and I would still somehow come back together. Even if it was for a brief time, we would like do something together. And that knowing is existing in the possibility. That knowing is what I'm talking about. So how do you get there like on the regular? Because some things I feel like I just know. For example, here's a great one. Here's a really good one. Like maybe the best one ever. I, in my bones, knew I I was having a third baby. My husband was like, done it too, for sure. Yeah. And I had had fertility issues and I didn't even think I could totally get pregnant without assistance. Um, and then... But I kept saying to him, like, I feel it in my bones. And he was like, no, like, we're good with two. And I was like, but I can feel it. It's like coming. I can feel it. And I could kind of feel that it was a boy, but I wasn't sure. Um, and then I just, like, got pregnant out of nowhere. Not saying that it's that easy. I know yeah. there are so many people who are struggling. But it was I remember. some sense of knowing of, like, I have a third baby coming to me. But I don't know. Was that me just, like, dreaming it and wishing it and hoping it? Or was that like a something I knew inside of me? Or was that my intuition? I don't really know. And how do I get to a space like that with something else that I want? Because that both of those things, I feel like, were just like there. Like yeah. I was like, I know one day I'm going to work with Maury again. I can just tell. And I was like, yeah. I know I'm just going to have a third baby one day. I can just tell. How do I apply that to like something else I want? This is such a good question. I'm so glad you asked me. I think that you absolutely intuitively understood that this was already real. The gap between that and the limiting belief system that says, I can't, I shouldn't, I'm not capable yeah. of, I don't deserve it. Right therein between the knowing and the limiting belief system is whether you manifest or don't manifest. So in your example of the baby and this podcast or us working together, the knowing was so strong, was louder than the limiting belief system. There was no limiting belief that popped up to say, you right. can't, you won't, it's not possible. It's it. The knowing was louder. 
But how? How did it get louder? That's what I'm saying, because I'd love to apply that and make all of these other knowings louder and shut up my limiting belief systems. But clearly, I can't seem to get there. Well, but I think it's important to know that you have limiting belief systems about certain things and not about other things. So people will find, like, think about your life. You will manifest certain things easier than other things. Because you have limiting belief systems about certain things that you don't with others. Like some people will have limiting beliefs about their own success, but not about being in a romantic relationship. So you'll see them being able to constantly manifest partners or or bring in partners, but not bring in opportunities that feel like they get to be successful. So we have limiting beliefs based on our upbringing around very different issues. But I wonder what my sounds of understanding and like being inspired by what you're saying sound like over the mic. I'm like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> maybe that's how you manifest. You just make sounds. You just make sounds. <laughs> I also feel like I have to readdress the uh, me having a third baby. Like I was like, I wanted it, so it happened because I really know the struggle of yeah. infertility and how hard Absolutely. that can be. And I just want to reiterate that it wasn't like, just think about it and it'll come. This is why but this I, is such a hard topic to talk right. about. Because people right. are experiencing so much loss and grief totally. and, and, and trauma and har- hardship. And right. I think it's really hard and it sounds very privileged to be like, yeah. just think about it and it'll happen. I have to say my manifestations don't feel like privilege to me. I came from a family that could barely go to the grocery store. So when right. I talk about it, I just want to say, I I feel like I'm living proof because what my I reality would have told me is you're going to end up a single mom barely able to feed your kids because that was my reality. And for a short t- time, I did end up a single mom, but I did not have a limiting belief system about my ability to make money. I just never did. Because I know I, I've been there. I know. Right. So you asked me, how do you how do you clear that gap in between the limiting belief and the knowing the desire, the dream? And that is about identifying where those limiting beliefs were implanted in you to begin with. I think I just figured it out. <laughs> Tell me. I just did years of therapy. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I get weird about talking about stuff with my childhood still. I'm hoping that as we go on, I feel like I can op- more openly discuss it as you do so comfortably, but I'm, st- I'm not there yet. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, but maybe I do you'll think tell us later, maybe, and I do think something just registered with me about perhaps why I have this mentality. Beautiful. But right there, that's the thread. Like you have to pull on okay. that red thread, follow that thought. Because that thought is going to take you to a place where you realize, oh, this isn't my belief. This has been incepted into me from the outside. And the minute you realize that, you can pluck the seed out and hand it back to the person who gave it to you energetically. I'm not asking you to go confront your parents. Energetically hand it back. And then you say to yourself, I love you, mom and dad. (laughs) She loves you. So much. I love you. No problems Um, here. No, but they are great. And it, it wasn't even something they did incorrectly. It's not even that. It's just no. like a, a fact that existed when I was younger, probably, that is now I'm realizing probably impacted the way I see things. Correct. Our parents mostly were not out to harm us. And they, Correct. but they totally. did. And I feel that about my kids. I'm like, I'm, I know I'm harming you in some way that I am not aware of because I don't have the tools or awareness to detect it. That's really usually what happens. That said, 
just to finish out my point here and answer your question. Sorry. <laughs> when you No, this is fine. I just want to make sure that this is clear and that you can tell me if this is clear. When you trace that rainbow color thread back and you figure out who it came from and you hand the belief back, then you have the space to say, who am I without this belief? And who do I want to be? And that is manifesting. Who do I want to be without the limitation of this belief? And how can I begin to exist as though it's real? Uh, I feel like I just came to that conclusion like super easily, whereas in real life, that could have taken like six years of therapy for me to get to. I feel like if a listener is like, oh, all it takes is like thinking about it for five minutes and you're golden. You can clear that shit out in no time. <laughs> okay. So we just went off on a tangent on limiting beliefs, which I think was really important. I'm glad you I asked. I feel like this whole podcast half the time is a tangent. Just going off on tangents. <laughs> we did say- we wanted it to feel like they were on the phone with us. And this is basically... This is legitimately what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, there's more Anchorman references, but A lot that, more. And singing. Why haven't we done that yet? Okay. I think this is a good point to talk about a big critique of manifestation, which is what's the difference between manifestation and toxic positivity? Or just, you know, just be positive and it'll happen. This is what's wrong with that. Number one, you're not doing the internal work to trace back where you believe you can and cannot. You're not doing the internal work on the limiting beliefs. You're not doing the internal work to reparent the little kids inside of you that are still stuck in trauma and pain who are making decisions for you today. I will say that on every episode. Does we it have, have to always be trauma and pain? Can it just be the little kid who is stuck in some belief system that you had from, does it have to be trauma? It doesn't. Maybe that'll make it And feel I think maybe trauma feels like a less dramatic offensive word. to my parents. Yeah, yeah okay. it does feel like it. Honestly, okay. it does. And I even believe, I mean, maybe there is some uh, subconscious trauma around it, but I even believe what I just came, what conclusion I just came to uh, wasn't necessarily trauma. It was just a fact. Yes. You know what I mean? It was experiencing things and just taking an on their yes. belief systems. Yes. So it doesn't yes. have to be trauma and pain. It can just be passed down limiting belief systems yes. that your family operates under that you then just inherently took on. Very good distinction. It doesn't have to be that. Yes. So number one is not doing the work to go back and figure out where am I limited in my beliefs? Which aspect of me is limited? And can I heal and reparent that aspect? in order to move forward without the weight of that limiting belief. A is the problem with the toxic positivity. B, it's missing the action part. You can't just sit around and think about it. You have to think about it, believe in it, believe it's real, and take tangible steps towards it. So in your example, we're working on manifesting financial independence. The first step is to work on where am I blocked in my limiting yeah. beliefs that tell me I'm not capable of making enough money to be independent? Identify those, heal those. The second one is, as you are existing as though it's real, as you're starting to feel, okay, what would I do if I were financially independent? What would my life look like? What would I be doing with my free time? What would I be doing with my kids? How Every would I use- you say something, I'm doing it. I'm like envisioning yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. That's part of manifesting. What does life feel like when this thing is real? And what is the tiny step I can take today towards it? Do I start looking for jobs? Do we really work hard on monetizing this podcast? Do we set up a Patreon? But B, what are- C. 
what are they? What are the tiny steps we can take? Action. I really like your idea of what does that look like? Rather than just saying like, I want to be financially independent. Like, what does that mean? What does that look like to me? And what does that feel like to me? Yes. Because financially independent could mean very different things to everybody. Yes. You know what I, I mean? tell my clients like, these three things. What wow. is it very specifically? Very specifically. What is it you want? Number okay. two, purpose. Why? Why do you want it? What is the impact it's going to have on you and on others? Get clear on your why. And then number three, what are the tiniest little actions you can take today, even as you're working on aligning to it being realistic for you? What can you do today that feels like the smallest action and step towards it? Because I believe you put the step forward, the universe puts a step forward, and that's how you meet halfway. Interesting. I don't know about the universe, but I do believe in the power of of you and doing it you know, right. putting your foot forward. And then that encourages you and motivates you then to put another foot forward. Right. And then yeah. the opportunities begin to manifest. Oh, oh I oh. am very here for this. <laughs> I am. Oh, lay. Well, Bean, that's manifestation in a nutshell. What is the biggest thing you took away from this conversation today? First of all, honestly, I think that my understanding of manifestation, because I truly did very extreme minimal research on this before we decided to talk about it, because it is something that's interesting to me. And I wanted to just hear your perspective. Um, I think one, you, your literal definition of manifestation was not, I tr I really thought manifesting was like really thinking about it really hard, like <laughs> thinking about it, like squeezing and, and then it'll like pop out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But I didn't really think about how it really requires a lot of kind of um, uh, inner work, how much work it requires. I kind of thought it was just like an action mm. that you take rather than all of these steps before you can even get to the manifestation part. Mm. Um, I didn't really think about the healing aspect of it. Mm. Um, and I, if I had to guess, that's probably where a lot of people get lost mm -hmm. because it I feel like even on social media, it's presented like, you just got to like write it down in your journal and then it's going to happen. Yeah. But I think that even writing it down in your journal probably in some way internalizes it in your soul a little bit more. Um, yeah. Even remember like old school, even in like in the Simpsons when Bart would get Bart in trouble, would, he'd, have to, he'd yeah. have to write on the board like a yeah. hundred times. I will not, uh, whatever. Slap the teacher. S slap the teacher or whatever yeah. it was like 55 times. And yeah. I think the purpose of that, even though people don't really do that anymore is because it helps you internalize it. The more you're saying it, it the helps more your you're brain it. see it. As yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But there's more to it. Totally. Totally. I'm just yeah. saying that that's kind of what I, that surface level, that's like surface level stuff. Yeah. But that's all I thought manifesting kind of was. Oh. And now I feel like I have a deeper understanding per usual with you. Um, and I think I have tools now. I want to give it a go. Okay. You're going to update us on the podcast. All right. All right. Now I'm scared. What if it doesn't work? Oh my God. No limiting belief system. <laughs> get that out of here. You get on out of here. Note. You limiting belief system. This has been another episode of Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Maury Fontanez and Melissa Gushka. Special thanks to my production team, Anushri Fekadet, Arman Kassam, and Anais Islami. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. See you then.